Welcome to the podcast that no one asked for. The one where your favorite characters from your favorite fandoms get wet, wild, and weird. Where erotic fan fiction helps pop culture pop a boner, and we all get to laugh about it. I'm Allie Lefevre. I'm Lindsay Rush. I'm Danny Chapman. And this is Fangasm. The following podcast is rated H for horny. It contains adult themes, sexually explicit content, strong language, and characters we don't own. Welcome to a very special foreplay episode of Fangasm. I'm Danny. I'm Allie. And we are joined by the hosts of Game of Owns. Do you guys want to introduce yourselves? You go first. Me? Ladies first? Okay. <laughs> I'm Hannah. I'm Zach. I don't know if you guys are going to do middle names or not. We only have first uh, names. Social security numbers. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you can dish all that out. <laughs> <laughs> and we are so excited because now that we are exploring new fandoms, we need guides to take us on this journey. We do. And so we have called in the big dragons. Our maesters. Hannah and Zach to um, give a overview, an intelligent overview of Game of Thrones, what you're about to experience um, while we make fart jokes. My favorite. And (laughs) just get you up to speed. We would like to give a special shout out to... Our uh, soldier who's on a mission, Lindsay Rush, yeah. who's currently in Seattle playing Ant of the Year to her nephews. So yeah, she is missed in this episode, but she will be back in full force for season 11. Ant of the Year to her nephews. We have to be careful yeah. in this episode. <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah. Uh-oh. Yikes. <laughs> Don't pull a Daenerys. <laughs> Coming in hot with the jokes. Ooh. We made a great choice. <laughs> so... Before we get started, actually, this is us getting started. <laughs> Do you guys um, want to give a quick introduction to yourselves, Game of Owns, what it's all about? Sure. Uh, Game of Owns is a podcast that we make together about A Song of Ice and Fire and Game of Thrones and the on season. We make a couple episodes a week. Uh, Sunday night, we talk about the show right after it airs. And we meet again on Wednesday. And we collect the opinions of everyone that's on our social media feeds and they send us their owns. And we read them, and in the off-season, we go through the books chapter by chapter. That's pretty much it. I think you covered it. Yeah, we talk to people that work on the show sometimes, too. We had a new episode this week with uh, David J. Peterson, who is the language creator and uh, writer for Game of Thrones. So sometimes we mix it up. But uh, interested to get in some of the source material in a different way tonight. Oh, well, this is a whole new world we're opening up. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't create language, but... We create... Boners. <laughs> boners. We create fluid. <laughs> well, thank you. That's great. And you'll probably hear from me on your Wednesday episodes because I'm obsessed with Game of Thrones. So please. I will be sending in my owns. We'd love it. Allie, please stop calling in. You've had your time. <laughs> <laughs> and how long have you been doing it? Uh, since 2012. Oh, so oh wow. Time running. Vintage. Hannah, you joined us in 2015, right? 2015, yeah, was my first season. So <sighs> That's been a long time. I'm still new to the whole thing, I guess. You could it's 2019 say. right now. Jesus I Christ. Know. So tell us about your origin stories. How did you get into Game of Thrones? How did you become experts? Experts, air quotes. I don't know if we necessarily call us experts. <laughs> Hannah and I met each other at a Harry Potter convention, actually, which is where you guys, this podcast, Fangasm, came from, right? It also came from Harry Potter. That's our it origin did. story. Yeah, so we share, I think we share like the same material, the same origin matter, whatever mm-hmm. that's called. Oh, so you started with Snape having sex with Hermione? Yeah. That's so cool. No, it wasn't. I think it was Harry having sex with Hermione. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. that was In our friendship. Oh, great. 
Also, Fenrir Greyback having sex with Harry. Have you guys read that one? We read a snippet from a story at one of our live shows where Harry got pregnant by Fenrir. Cubs? Where he got cubs? He got cubs. Oh, my god! I love that fan fiction. <laughs> yeah. I'm pregnant. It's yours. And I'm keeping this baby. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. He, they were so moody together. I it's know. Like the whole, I love that in that fan fiction, the whole story was exactly the same up until right in the middle of the Forest of Dean. And then that's where it changes. But J.K. Rowling was completely canon up until that point. I know. I know. It's a little surprise. A little zinger. It's so fun. So you guys met at a Harry Potter convention and yeah. decided... We know many things about other fandoms, specifically one, Game of Thrones. Uh, for me, I was really interested in Game of Thrones because of the way it looked when I saw the commercial on HBO. I hadn't read the Song of Ice and Fire books before, but I was obsessed with the kinds of movies like Lord of the Rings and other ones where big armies are running at other big armies across the, the map. and They have like a bunch of different kinds of gear on. And I was like, if HBO is doing that, I did the math, like Sopranos plus... All of that stuff that looks cool equals something that I'll probably like. And after the first episode, I was like, all right, this is an entire universe and a place that exists like those stories and all the books that I read growing up. And uh, it turned out to be that. And then it sort of just what we've been looking at in the past week of what I've been really been thinking about in the past week now with the finale coming. And I'm not sure when this episode is going to air, but uh, it's like become that same thing for so many different people mm-hmm. too and that's so cool to see it become so big i saw an oreo package today that had a calligraphy of all these words from game of thrones and on the inside there was all of these oreos with the house sigils printed on it and i was like oh wow holy crap like what is happening right now it's insane just how much it's like permeated culture. There's a new Mountain Dew can out with Arya's kill list. Really? That when, you, <laughs> when it gets cold, it like reveals her whole kill list. Wow. I'm like, oh my God, so rad. That's crazy. So Hannah, you joined in 2015. Mm-hmm. How'd you come about this podcast? I Well, we've been friends forever since we were in college, but I kind of got into A Song of Ice and Fire. I saw a poster for A Dance with Dragons on the Metro here where I live in D.C. before the book came out. And I was like, I like dragons. Harry Potter was wrapping up and ending. And Mm. so I felt like I needed a new fantasy to put my whole life into. So I started reading A Dance with Dragons. And then, well, that's the last book that's out. I started at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And then I got Mm -hmm. to Dance with Dragons before the season premiered or the first episode premiered. So I wanted to be one of those annoying book readers and make sure that I knew all of the canon source material before anybody else saw it on TV and then somehow found my way onto Game of Owns. So the rest is history. Very That's cool. like, like Hannah, you're like Allie. Like you, you've read everything. You're a pro. I'm like Zach where I get my literature from my food. <laughs> like if it's not printed on an Oreo. I haven't read it. <laughs> If I eat it too, that's how I know it's become successful. I'm like, wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> Lindsay, Lindsay starts her morning with a bag of Doritos it's for yeah. her news. Doritos, Oreos, and I'm nose deep in 14 books. <laughs> okay, so as we understand it, Game of Thrones is basically families vying for a seat on the Iron Throne, which is seated in King's Landing in Westeros. So there's a lot of family drama. They are fighting for the throne. But ultimately, the biggest threat to all of them is the army of the undead known as the White Walkers, which are on the other side of this wall that has been standing for thousands of years. So that's kind of the main gist. I just thought it was like tits and dragons. (laughs) But sounds like there's a lot more that I've missed. (laughs) Sounds like you were just reading the Oreo package. (laughs) 
So that's kind of our take. Would love to hear what you guys see as kind of the main thesis and plot of Game of Thrones. I'm going to let you do that, Zach. <laughs> You're much uh, more eloquent man. than I am. <laughs> I don't know. Good old-fashioned pun. <laughs> uh, Game of Thrones, Song of Ice and Fire. Uh, George R. R. Martin set up a lot of really complicated flourishes. So it's a lot of stuff that he thinks is uh, interesting. Like He seems to be a really smart person. In in a way that really smart people are impressed by when he's around, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And I think that he spent a lot of time thinking about all this really neat stuff that would affect us in a lot of really difficult ways because it's in a safe environment, like a book. At that point, just a book, mm-hmm. uh, so you can really, really be crazy. Especially a lot of those sex scenes between Tyrion and Shay. It's just <laughs> like, all right. You went somewhere with that. I understand that. <laughs> they didn't necessarily go there in the TV show, per se. But uh, he set up all these really cool things and then uh, slowly is knocking them down over the course of all these books. And we don't even know what's going to happen in the last two. We have uh, guesses and we have really informed opinions because he uh, he does it so clearly that uh, those things that he, he's been knocking down or presumably will knock down from the seventh book um, we're kind of there's a lot of people that are sort of charting that course along, and that's one of the reasons why it's so popular online because people can share in that together, and uh, that's part of what we do in the podcast is talk about that and explore that with other people. And uh, I've been really excited to see lots of people become interested in fantasy and become interested in doing that same thing with stories, but with the TV show. It's complicated. It, it gives you kind of something to study. And us as grownups, like we're seeing this and we're studying it, we're remembering all these names and we have all these, it's it's a cool thing that these sigils turn out to be so flashy and logo-y because they fit pretty well on the back of an Oreo and they fit pretty good on a logo of a t-shirt. So it's like, it's just kind of worked out for everyone. It's like everyone got kind of interested in something that just seemed kind of fit to be interested in. Yeah. What was the the question? What is Game of Thrones? <laughs> it was pretty close. So, yeah. I, I think it's something like that. Yeah. Tell us, I guess, a little bit, you mentioned sigils, like the main players or what's the big picture idea of what's happening like, what does the Game of Thrones mean to the average viewer? Give us the back of the Oreo package. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, what is the Game of Thrones? That's like a huge question. How much time do you have? <laughs> I mean, I guess essentially it's just we've got these major families in this fantasy world. But yeah, there's a tons of different family and it's family drama, insular family drama. It's family drama with their enemies and their frenemies all across the world. And... I think that something that people say about A Song of Ice and Fire a lot is that it's very human drama set in a fantastical fantasy world. And so you don't even realize how knee deep you're in in magic until you're like halfway through the series and you say to yourself, "Okay, I'm reading a fantasy story here, which is kind of cool. It's like a gateway drug for people who've never really tried fantasy. So. It's funny when I was I was trying to write down like kind of what are some of the things that we want to talk about. And I wrote down magic. But then I was struggling because I am so used to Harry Potter magic. Yeah, it's very mm-hmm. different. But they're really <laughs> like, you know, dragons and spells and sorcery. And But I think that fantastical kind of captures the yeah. type of magic. Very different magic. Not like Leviosa and Wand waving and things Dark. like that. Yeah, it's like birthing smoke baby Stannises and But think about Voldemort's baby though or baby Voldemort oh, rather okay. like there's there's some crossover there's definitely some dark shit going on in Harry Potter yeah yeah 
But like we only get it through the lens of these kids for for so long. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But yeah. you know Snape knows some really ridiculously gross shit. He lives in Spinner's <laughs> End. He's a he's a bad dude. Or he was a bad dude. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad in a way that they know some stuff. We don't even know the potions he was creating. We just know a handful, but oh yeah. Right. Snape's a freak. Dude, that was his school book. Think about that. That was just his six-year school book. Yeah. So maybe we could talk about some of the great characters of Game of Thrones. No ship is complete without its uh, crew. So who do you guys ship? Who are like your favorite hottie characters? <laughs> I'm glad I prefaced the Oreo thing. Like which characters are the hottiest? Who you want to smash? Great. Oh, man. Sansa Stark. Sansa's my favorite character. I don't necessarily like ship her with anyone, but she's my fave. So we could talk about her for a couple hours. We see a lot of Sansa and the Hound fix. Mm. That could be in our pipeline. <laughs> we don't know yet. Sansa and the Hound. A lot of people think about that one. <laughs> what do you, Anna, what do you love about Sansa? Um, I just love that she's this brilliantly feminine character who's managed to survive to the end. Like she's used her femininity to become the best in the game of thrones Mm -hmm. so (laughs) i saw this tweet that was going around where people were kind of talking about with this season well who's sansa gonna end up with like who's gonna be her person at the end and everyone was tweeting why does sansa have to marry anybody and i was like wow yeah oh yeah sansa and no one is my ship i like other ships in a song of ice and fire but sansa and no one is my (laughs) (laughs) What if it was actually no one? Sansa ended up with a faceless assassin. Yeah. That could be anyone. Sansa deserves everyone at once and no one at all. <laughs> yeah. And Sansa's played by Sophie Turner, who yeah. recently got herself a Joe bro. So that, I, I feel like, is very fitting. Yes. Oh, 100%. He's marrying up. She's also marrying up. Everyone wins, I feel like, in that relationship. Oh, my yeah. gosh. All waters rise. Yeah, everyone wins. <laughs> what about you, Zach? Who's your ship of dreams? I feel like I'm going to go with the most basic answer, but Daenerys Targaryen seems like a pretty interesting person to meet. She has a dragon. She has three dragons. That's pretty cool. Absolutely. Do not fix what's not broken. No, exactly. (laughs) Well, this season, we are focused on a very wishful ship, I think, in Game of Thrones, that this season is Jaime Lannister and Bran of Tarth. Okay. Yes. I'm ready. And so would love to hear your just hot take on that ship. Why do you think Uh, people burn hot for those two? In every sense of the word. Yeah. (laughs) Tell us a little bit more on your perspective. Well, there's that setup that George R. R. Martin is responsible for in the first place, that legendary bath scene where they were naked with each other at one point. And you guys know what happens if you've ever been naked with each other at one Mm -hmm. point. So you can't stop thinking about that moment. And the TV show depicted it. It's like, wait a second. Is that a little bit of of, of wet, condensated bare ass I see above the surface of that water? It's like, yes, it is. They're both so well moisturized. And check it out. Jamie's a strong guy. He's a strong guy. And she's a strong woman. Let me come on, think about it. (laughs) You're right, Jamie is he's been used to being the guy for so long, and at that point, he hadn't had his hand cut off. Yeah, he did. Yes, no, he had already had his hand cut off at that point. Either way, I feel like she's still a hand or not, Jamie chains or not, Jamie. You know, we could still have the chains, just recreate the sword fight scene with those two. I think that we'll use the same exact stage directions that George put in that scene, except we'll just replace their armor with nothing, <laughs> and uh, you guys can fill in the rest, right? Pretty sure we're going to fill in the rest. Good. Replace his hand with something else. Yeah. That's all. Wang. <laughs> they don't do that. And the best part about this is 
we actually have taken the characters out of Westeros. This is a little spoiler. They are going to be docents at a Titanic exhibit. Oh. Oh. Actually, still in Westeros. Yes. Is it the one that's in Branson, Missouri? Or, no, sorry, you said it's in Westeros. Or the one that's actually in Ireland. Got it. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, no. I need the whole <laughs> setting. I need I need everything for this to work for me, guys. Yeah, so they're in a fake museum in Westeros. Yes. Got it. And they're going to be recreating some of the scenes. So it's like a full-on crossover, crossover. It all, is. A alternate universe. So... Does my heart will go on play at any point? Well, that fan fiction. our fingers are crossed that it will because <laughs> our heart is going on to the show. <laughs> so these guys are, are getting it on in, in a pretty weird spot where you don't, might not have a specific location, but which of the kingdoms would you most want to bone in? I feel like an idiot saying that. No, you can say it. <laughs> would you most like to foster a romantic relationship with another that's healthy and fulfilling oh. and builds trust and then and consensual. consensual in every way consensual oh. and then eventually maybe leads to some intimate moments with one yeah. another um i'm gonna say winterfell because i feel like it would be extremely romantic there and there's probably like lots of furs and fireplaces and oh, romantic yeah. candles everywhere and to me i'm a sucker for that kind of thing so that's my cliche answer I love it. I think it's great. I don't think that's cliche at all. No. You have to be brave and strong to, you know, survive the cold. Fun fact, we did a quickie episode where Professor McGonagall and Ollivander, they had sex on a sheepskin rug. Oh, hell yeah. Mm, love that. In front of a fireplace. So it's a hot place in fangasm world. Ideal. Mm-hmm. Just a bunch of wandless magic. <laughs> love so it. You and McGonagall are on the same page. <laughs> all right. How about you, Zach? Oh, man. My first thought, I didn't think about the discomfort that would come with it, but my first thought was the top of the wall because that's just <laughs> crazy. I mean, yeah. everything about that would be memorable, so I wouldn't have to worry about how I did in that moment. It would just be me in the top of the wall. <laughs> oh, sorry. This section's closed. Uh, go around. <laughs> uh, we got this. We're, nothing to see here. No, there's a tax. I hear screaming. No, no, got no. to the wall. Got to the wall. <laughs> Is that a white walker? <laughs> exactly. That's when the Night King decides to bring down the wall. And I'm yeah. like, I see his beautiful posture on the back of that dragon. And that's what brings me to climax. I'm like, oh, thank God. Finally, someone with the right form. Oh, what a peak moment. <laughs> he turns around. Oh, God. This is, I cannot bust in on this guy. He ruined it for me when he turned around. I, he had it when he was just, just, when he was distracted and ignoring me the whole time. Zach, you could save the day. He'll look up, see you boning on the wall, and be like, nah, I'm not going to invade. <laughs> yeah, no, no. This is too beautiful to destroy. It's not worth it. I'm going to go back for another 10,000 years. Bro code. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. He plays by bro code. That's the one thing we know about the Night King. I thought when you set up that you were going to be uncomfortable on top of something, that you were going to say, on a dragon. Mm-hmm. Bold. I thought, damn. I don't know. That's pretty crazy. That's pretty crazy. I immediately just thought of this Brad Neely cartoon for some reason where there's a line where he says something like he made love. Talking about George Washington, he made love like an eagle falling out of the sky. And <laughs> wow, it makes me think of having sex on top of a dragon would be something like that. Is that a compliment? I can't tell if that's a compliment at all. It's a compliment, <laughs> okay. guys. It's a compliment. Think about Sounds it. Sounds like it. Come on. Think about it. <laughs> eagle can't fall out of the sky. Oh, it's wow. It's beautiful. <laughs> Tear in my eye. <laughs> exactly. Um, so have you guys read any Game of Thrones fanfic? Honestly, no. I've read so much Harry Potter fan fiction that that was it for me. I have not read a lot of Game of Thrones fan fiction. 
I've just watched the TV show. That's the Game of Thrones fanfic I need. Ah, uh, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Touche. Anna, do you think, like, once you have a void, like, you've been pretty Game of Thrones filled, I'm sure. So, like, once this ends, do you think you'll need to get into it? Or Oh, for sure. I definitely think that I'm going down that road. I'm one of those people, like, I had to stop reading Harry Potter fan fiction before the sixth book came out because I kept forgetting what was real and what wasn't. Oh, and man. so I <laughs> needed to, like, take a step back. So... I'm sure that once, like, the series is over and I have all these, like, crazy fan fictions that I've written in my head over the years, I'll have to kind of go read some of my favorite, like, slow burn, fluffy fan fictions of A Song of Ice and Fire. Or start writing your own. Or start writing my own. If you've got all this in your head, we need that Sansa fic. (laughs) That's very true. Who knows what my future holds, so. I mean, you could be a featured author on Fangasm. (laughs) (laughs) What was the, there was one with Harry that somebody wrote that because he loves Quidditch so much that he had sex with himself on the Quidditch field. (laughs) 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 So you could do something with Sansa. Well, I didn't know someone discovered and found a way to define my sexuality so clearly, but. With himself on a Quidditch field. There it is. Hannah, what's your first search you know, once you're free, your first fanfic search. I really love, kind of sounds like the fanfiction you guys are reading right now with Jamie and Brienne. I really love super normal, like day-to-day, taking these fantasy characters and putting them in like very normal day-to-day situations. Like hanging out at home in the kitchen after like the war's done. <laughs> That's probably going to be my, my first fanfiction where, where everything is chill and calm and low stakes. And just like, like I said, slow burn, fluffy romance that's kind of what i'm a sucker for and what characters do you want to see oh i don't know i (laughs) i don't know like the probably the weirdest ones i could find like any of those character (laughs) pairings that probably make you feel extremely uncomfortable like those are the ones that i (laughs) kind of (laughs) gravitate towards just because they're kind of hilarious so although in game of thrones and a song of ice and fire i don't know if there is such a thing as a crazy pairing as there might be in other series because the rules are kind of all over the place, but yeah, I want to get my hands on a Jora fic. Mm. He's my mega crush. <sighs> when he finally gets his hands on Daenerys, I Jesus. mean, I'll take him with anyone at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Are we talking Jora pre grayscale, mid grayscale, or post grayscale? During, during, don't care while he's getting it removed. Yeah, I'll take him. <laughs> Medical procedure, inf- infirmary with yeah. Samuel Tarly chiseling his arm. <laughs> don't care. Right on. <laughs> <laughs> he is so grizzled. He's got that voice. He's like he's so he thinks and he really cares. He's like. Khaleesi. Oh, oh. Oh, my God. Oh, that's a good Jorah impression. I'm going to have you record that for me. <laughs> Can you say one more word in that voice? What word do you want to hear? Today? Can you say the rest of this podcast in this oh, voice? I'll say anything for you. Oh. Would you like to hear it? Say, Brianne, the, the exhibit's open. Khaleesi. Oh. I only say oh, Brian. Nice, that's the only way I say it. What about you, Zach? Are you going to dig into some fanfic after this show ends on HBO? I'm going to dig into some fanfic after this podcast episode, after we get done recording. I didn't think about it yet. Honestly, guys, I hadn't thought about the stuff that we were talking about, the Finmere and Harry stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hannah and I, we were at dinner with friends, and that was like one of the best memories I have of meeting new people. We shared 
just the best time talking about this moment. And I haven't done the same thing for Game of Thrones yet. So I'm going to know the real answer to that after this podcast. So let me just think right now out loud, what am I going to search for? You guys have been looking. There is stuff to find on this. There's fanfic, but we're talking like slash romantic fanfic, like getting in there. There is any and everything (laughs) you can imagine. There are... Probably 50,000 to 100,000 stories. Is there anything with the three-eyed raven, like, uh, going through time travel while he's having sex? Oh, I don't know. We haven't found that one, but that sounds fantastic. Can you imagine how that would feel if you're transcending time and space while you're getting blown or something? (laughs) I mean, that would be the first thing that I would do. I'd be like, come over here. Wake up 3,000 years in the future. (laughs) You're not going to believe this. I told you I'd last long. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. This is the longest blowjob in history. Oh, my God. That's crazy. It's a whole new meaning to getting wood. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Wow. Yeah, I mean, even just searching Bran and Jamie, there were, I mean, thousands. So we found a very silly one. That's awesome. That's really cool. I had a really great time when handed that same gap. It was between Half-Blood Prince and Deathly Hallows. I started reading fan fiction too, and I wasn't afraid of blending the the universes, but I really liked the universe that I got into, even though it was completely absurd. Like, it was post-Harry getting out of Hogwarts. The shit with Voldemort wasn't going to happen at the end of the seventh year. Harry had time to be alive in his 20s and become like a a young grown-up man and build his house and he was like using magic to like (laughs) clear out like to deforest his property and stuff and to build like yeah i think i need some stuff here (laughs) yeah anyway so fan fiction is cool it's like a notebook crossover like builds that dream house. yeah exactly (laughs) he builds that dream house for whoever at the time hermione yeah hermione i guess that was the other big one Mm -hmm. that's so great So one of the things that's interesting with me with Game of Thrones, like it's already pretty sexy. Mm. You know, like there's not that much left to the imagination. Yeah. So do you think people would still watch Game of Thrones if it didn't have all the sex in it and we'd have to fill in the gaps? Like, what would you think that impact would be sexless? I don't think Hannah would watch it anymore, but I know I would. (laughs) You're a true fan. Yeah. (laughs) I'm a a real fan. I've been podcasting the whole time. Hannah only sticks around for the Yeah, whatever. Fast forward. I don't know. It's so funny to say that like, because I think about people who, like my mom, when she finds out that I'm doing Game of Thrones stuff, it's like her first reactions go to like turn it on. And for someone like my mom, it's like, <laughs> you're not going to be wanting to go down this path. Like, just pretend that I'm talking about like dragons and whatever. So I don't know. That's an interesting question. I think people would still be into it, right? Maybe it's just like an added bonus that we get. Yeah, I, I think even too, there was so much sex in the beginning and it kind of tapered off a little bit in terms of the show. So yeah, I think there's still some gaps to fill of like people we won't see pair up or... That's where the fan fiction comes in. There has to be space for that kind of stuff. Yeah, we're going to get hot and heavy regardless. The two characters that did not bone by the end of this season (laughs) will get... The last two. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, Okay, so without spoilers, I don't know how we do this. Just what are you most excited about for this last season? Here's the thing. We're not going to give spoilers, but for content that's really already out there and exists, mm-hmm. we're probably going to reference some things. I'm sure we'll make a red wedding joke <laughs> at some point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We will. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, to Danny's point, any kind of big things that you're looking forward to, and it's okay if you're, like, referencing back to something already mm-hmm. happened in the previous seven seasons and books. Yeah, I think that... I'm most looking forward to, in a very broad sense, all of these different characters coming together because 
it's been something that we've been waiting for, all these storylines to converge and for folks to re-meet and be reunited and to meet for the first time, that it almost feels like fan fiction because it's something that's been so far removed from the reality of the story that it's kind of exciting to see how new characters interact with each other or how they re-interact with each other after being apart and changed for so long. And so I'm just excited for, especially at Winterfell, a lot of people to convene and be together and some of that interpersonal drama that's going to come from everybody being in the same place for the first time. Yeah, very cool. How about you, Zach? I'm excited to finally get to the end of it. I feel like uh, Game of Thrones <laughs> and HBO. It? <laughs> it, it's been a constant tease the whole time. It's just been delayed and prolonged and something has happened to make it go a little bit further here. And there's just not quite enough resolution there or something really unfair happens to someone that you really care about or the complete opposite happens to someone that you really don't like. And uh, there's only going to be six episodes and they're going to have to, there's no more running away from whatever point they're trying to make. Mm -hmm. They're going to have to make it. And that's going to be really cool to see happen. Or they'll just leave you blue balled for (laughs) the rest of your life. I was hoping that you guys would pick up that I was trying to make some kind of a sexual thing that whole time. It's like, like I'm trying to be on brand right now. (laughs) Yeah, turn up the heat. Exactly. (laughs) Okay, I I have one more big question that we've really been struggling with. Yes. So this is a spoiler. Can you ship John and Daenerys? And can you ship John and Sansa? Or can you not ship either? Who can you ship there? People ship them. You right. can ship whatever you want, in my opinion. I mean, le- legally. Legally? Hmm. Family-wise, if John and Daenerys are related, can you ship them? I think they're both related equally, right? I feel like we can say they're equally related. Yes, they're yeah. both equally yeah. related. Yeah. That's the hard part. Is but that- can you ship them still? Like, are you okay with a John Sansa ship? No. Wait, we can't say that? Wait, we can't say <laughs> no. that? Can we not say that? <laughs> John and Sansa grew up in the same house. Like, there's just something kind of weird about that. <laughs> Are you okay with a John Danny ship? How did John get so lucky? Why is it all about Jon Snow right now? <laughs> what about Tormund and anyone? A lot of people like Tormund. Oh, love me some Tormund. Right? There's a lot of other people too, but I don't know. There was one Harry Potter where I was talking about shipping Bellatrix and... Um, Narcissa. And Narcissa. <laughs> and I was like, damn, what's smoking up? <laughs> and then everybody was like, they're related. I'm like, oh, oh no. shit. Yeah, yeah. That's, but that's the, thing. the thing. All rules are off in the Song of Ice and Fire. So, yeah, yeah. you can ship whoever you want. Also, fic, right? What you want to be in this world or who you want to bone in this world. Westeros Cordelia is a little lenient. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty for good. real. You know, it's so strange that so much of in the story, there's a lot to do with this marriage stuff and like who's allowed to be with each other. Interesting enough, the faith. Not to get nerdy right now, for real though, it's it's interesting. And so uh, this is an appropriate conversation. You know, I think it matters. This this goes with the lore. Incest is unfortunately very well received in this world and yes. pretty accepted. Okay for some, not okay for others. I <laughs> yeah, think it should be true. allowed for everyone. You know, if <laughs> people don't live long in Westeros, it seems. You got to get it while you can. <laughs> so if you have a really hot brother or a really hot sister, I'm just saying. Also, it's hard to get from place to place unless, yeah. unless part of the plot, in which case there's really no issue. <laughs> We'll try to steer away from the incestual ships in our future seasons. As best as possible. Yes, as best as possible. Okay, and then uh, what dragon would you most want to bone? No, we don't. <laughs> Unless you have an answer to that. 
Guys, dragon. <laughs> okay, all right. All of them, same time. Uh, well, awesome. Al? No, that's good. You guys are so great. Thank you so much for joining us in our foreplay episode of Game of Thrones. You guys are the experts, and we bow down to you. <laughs> yeah, any any final words, any sex puns you didn't get to make that you can't make on Game of Thrones? Yeah. Um, I think I got rid of everything I needed to get rid of, but I might Great. have more later. Um, this was a lot of fun. It's super fun. It's an honor to do this with you guys. Thank you so much for letting us talk about this in a different way. For sure. <laughs> We'll let you take winter is coming joke and you guys can run with it on your own pod. Oh, I've never thought of that one. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, please join us on the Fanny Pack, which is our Facebook group. And if you join, just announce yourselves so that way people know and they can give you the recommendations that you've put out there. You'll be inundated (laughs) and hopefully, you know, people can tune in to both Fangasm and Game of Owns. For their left and right brains. A true crossover. This upcoming mm-hmm. season. I love it. So, okay. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thanks so much. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Hannah. Thank you, Zach. You guys are the best. For more erotic goodness, join our Patreon, where you can access hundreds of hours of steamy content and bonus episodes from your favorite pop culture fandoms at patreon.com forward slash fangasm. For updates, merch, to join our private Facebook group, The Fanny Pack, or to submit a story, visit fangasmpodcast.com. For a regular hookup, make sure you subscribe, and if you're extra horny, leave a review. But only if it's nice. Oh, yeah. Meow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) 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 (